Hello and welcome to another episode of Filmhouse. Uh, this week we're sponsored by Blue Airprint. We get 30% off your first order, but more on that later. You have to at least get halfway through the episode. That's how it all works. I'm joined by, who's here? James. Hi. Lawrence. Hey. Elise. Hello. Benson's down there. He's asleep. He will be contributing, I'm sure. Boy, oh boy. How are you guys doing? That looked really cool. Okay. I saw Avatar Land for a little bit. Yeah, you, you know why you saw Avatar Land? Because we're talking about Disney. Oh. Disney owns everything. And how Disney owns you, they own me, they own the content that we watch they own elise's hairstyle Power magic scribble it out money nobody wants power to own money hairstyle. it's a great hairstyle <laughs> it's short manageable uh so real quick give you guys a little uh primer on this story oh we will be doing an airbud check-in at the end yes I but only because that. what well i, I mean, fucked we'll that get up there, and but... i'm sorry what? what do you mean i i thanked you last week james oh. but i didn't thank you hard enough for keeping the airbud dream alive mm -hmm. and then i forgot about it when i got back so i apologize i wasn't that. gonna say anything I know. But it seemed pretty obvious to me while you were doing it that uh, minutes. it was going to be bad news. Oh, wait, I was, watching all those, the dude soup. I was watching all those kid yeah. videos on Dude Soup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I knew you were going to get some uh, some bad feedback from that. Yeah. But wait, wait. Hey, man, you're in the system. <laughs> yeah. The fucking machine learning got you now. Look at yeah. those princesses strutting. What are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about Disney, <sighs> everybody. Thank you, Jay. Uh, so there was a recent story. Uh, it it came it came and it went quickly, but it's worth discussing. Is this your headline? Poor Dinsey is having a tough week. <laughs> I like the typo. <laughs> <laughs> so Disney was having a tough week. Uh, first Thor made four hundred and thirty one million dollars this weekend, this past weekend, uh, and they were apparently having talks to buy out Fox, which got everyone. Uh, a collective hard on about the X-Men coming to the MCU. Yeah, that's the first thing. Yeah, I know. My toys can play they together. Nerds, exactly. yeah. Never mind that they control all media in the world. <laughs> it doesn't matter to Yeah, them. whatever. That's cool. Uh, and then some journalists said some mean things <gasps> back in September. It wasn't even that mean. And it wasn't that actually mean. Actually pretty objective and fair, but we'll get there. I keep we'll get to ahead. it. I keep jumping ahead. This is, uh, this is actually a very news-heavy episode. We didn't review any movies. We're actually not really talking about any particular film. Uh, this is more about how... Giant corporations can control the way you consume media and uh, other outlets, news outlets, being able to even criticize. Yeah, I believe it news. started uh, with bed knobs and broomsticks, 1958, and Disney said, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, we True. think there are an adequate amount of, of broomsticks, but the press said, more bed knobs. And less broomsticks. <laughs> How could there be more than four bed knobs? More that's bed knobs. That's just obscene. Yeah, that starts to get five, six bed knobs. Where are you gonna put them? My ad my understanding Adam, is, Adam mm. is that the L.A. Times actually wrote a pretty scathing article, it was, which is not really scathing at all. It was not scathing. <laughs> if you actually read the article, it's actually pretty fairly objective and anyway, independent. Yes. Oh, I'm sure you'll get into it. But you know what mm. this struck me as? Kind of, it seemed very similar to the um, Wall Street Journal PewDiePie thing. Even where it's like let's list less, out stuff. Uh, yeah. So what? Yes, uh, I think I think that there are a couple of points you could stick the Wall Street Journal on. One is that they did that video piece with like very oh, sinister yeah. sounding well, music. Yeah. The article I'm talking about. Specifically. Yeah, the article itself yeah. was. I think this is another example of people aren't used to journalism anymore. Mm -hmm. So when it actually happens, mm -hmm. people don't know what to make of it, and then like people try to spin a narrative around it. Disney tried, God bless them, didn't, yeah. didn't take them very far. But we're we're I think we're already getting into commentary as opposed to just laying out the facts. Yeah, real yeah. quick. So the story. Started out uh, where last week the LA Times was banned from a screening for reviewing Thor Ragnarok. And they had assumed it was because it was a piece that they wrote back in September called Is Disney Paying Its Share in Anaheim? The Money Battle Outside the Happiest Place on Earth. It's actually a pretty good article. Mm -hmm. uh, I highly recommend you read it if you want to get kind of an inside look into 
Disney's relationship with the city of Anaheim, where Disneyland is, and how it uh, almost feels like the mob, uh, sort of like a mob relationship with the city. Not one-to-one, but there's a whole interesting story about how money is made on parking, what sort of things Disney actually pays for for mm-hmm. the city of Anaheim, how shitty Anaheim is without <laughs> Disney. No, I mean, I'd say that Anaheim, the first thing that comes to mind is Disneyland and mm-hmm. the Ducks, but... The Pizza Press. You know. But even that was second. Yeah. You sound like such an old person. And that was also Disney, ducks. by the way. <laughs> you know, the A-Ducks. Yeah, you just go yeah. feed them by the pond. Yeah, that's true. So it's I, no. so the thing is, like, Adam, you described it as a mob thing, which I think is already kind of coloring it. Um, it Disney, or rather Disneyland and Anaheim, have a relationship that is mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. But there's a push and a pull there. Um, Anaheim has the establishment, so they have some leverage. They can say, like, well, Disney, you're not going to move and you're not going to shut down Disneyland, so we need to meet in the middle somewhere. Mm -hmm. And Disney, being the uh, corporate monolith they are, have all of the lawyers and all of the city planners. And, like, they have the the sophistication, the body count, and the money Mm -hmm. to squeeze Anaheim to get deals in their favor. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's it's not like Disney is is going up to council people's houses and and like kicking in their windows or right. setting them on fire. It is all legal, but it is the push and pull of an open market. So before we even get into that story, because I'm going to leave a lot of that to you, Lauren, since you read it thoroughly and you have a lot of the details and you're really good at breaking stuff down. Oh, thank you. And I'm done jerking you off. Yeah. Uh, this is the scary part. This is a story written about Disneyland's relationship with Anaheim, and it made its way over into the entertainment sector. So now you start to realize you it really, I, th- I thought it was an eye opening thing to see. This is how far reaching this company is that a pretty fair and balanced article comes out. They're petty. They're basically being petty about it. They then reach into a different sector of their entertainment division and say, we're going to ban you from this thing. Mm-hmm. And so it, the question, the, the story has a really happy resolution so far. Um, but it's scary what those implications mean for anybody. Like, what if you as a, a person fuck up at Disney World and now you're banned from Disneyland and then you're banned from AMC theaters because they maybe own that too. I don't think they do. <laughs> or they own some claim in it. But it starts to get really scary when you think of how much just one company can own. Hmm? So that's that's sort of the my thrust of the story. But, um, yeah, Lawrence, if you want to take away sort of what did the LA Times article really like uh, break down about Disney? Well, so the LA Times article was just about the the, the push and pull between, uh, like I said, the city of Anaheim and Disney as a corporation. Um, there's there's existing deals uh, that have to do with like bonds and the assumption of debt and the assignment of of costs. So the city of Anaheim built the Mickey and Friends lot, and uh, they're leasing it to Disneyland for one dollar a year. But that was all part of another deal that had Disney also building up a bunch of the, the, you know, the areas around Disneyland. And they have a new resort going in. There's a new hotel going into Disneyland. So, so all this stuff does bring in money into Anaheim. There was an interesting stat here. About uh, 30,600 people work at Disneyland Resort. This is from the LA Times article. Mm-hmm. Accounting for nearly 19% of Anaheim's jobs based on a recent city report. Disneyland employs a fifth of the city. <laughs> um, so, but that's a lot of money. That's a lot of people that get to go home and buy mm-hmm. clothes and food for their kids put money back into the economy so it's it, it's not that disney well they are a big corporation but there's still good happening and there, there's still people that get to go to work and go home and have families and stuff like that because of it um so the 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 push and pull here was anaheim's already made a lot of 
and and the part where it does get kind of nefarious. This I'm, I'm trying to think of just how complicated this get or how to relate this. But so Disney funded PACs, uh, PACs. I actually can't, can't remember what that acronym stands for. Penny the Arcade Expo. Action Committee. There oh. you go. Uh, that were that were supporting candidates, specific candidates that were running against some uh, reform candidates, that were running on a platform of. Uh, Disneyland makes a lot of money. Maybe it's time they start helping out Anaheim a little more. Mm -hmm. Um, Disney is on the cusp of reaching some agreements with the city of Anaheim that are like 20, 25 year deals in the future. And this stuff is already in place. So this is not uncommon. The reform candidates won anyway, despite Disney throwing some, some skin in the game, not much to the tune of a couple hundred thousand dollars for a city, the size of Anaheim is a large amount. Um, but as far as Disney's concerned, you know, they can lose that behind the couch. Mm -hmm. So their candidates didn't win. The reform candidates are in now, and they're suggesting that the city of Anaheim push a little harder back on Disney for some of the deals that they're about to about to sign or about to argue over or to negotiate or whatever. So with that being the backdrop, this L.A. Times article comes out uh, basically as far as I can tell, objectively laying out here are all the things that Disney has done. Here's a record of all the deals they have. And here's the current impasse is that mm -hmm. the city of Anaheim wants to push back a little bit. <clears throat> but I, the article itself made mention of a lot of good things that Disney and Disney's money has done for the city of Anaheim. Mm -hmm. Admitting as such in several places that if it weren't for it, Anaheim would still just be a sleepy agricultural town. Uh, so now Disney, like you were saying, Adam, because of this, LA Times reporters were barred from seeing Disney advanced screenings, mm -hmm. which is another interesting development that can it's tempting to think that there's some hooded figure like dr claw at disney who's like rubbing his hands together and saying yes la times he will suffer at the hands of disney right it could be something as simple as somebody from the parks division went to lunch with somebody from the entertainment division they got two cocktails in and was like man fuck the la times because mm. they had they were trying to push these deals through and this article may have been a roadblock so then that person on the entertainment division was like, fuck the LA Times, we're not inviting them. It could have just been an arbitrary decision of two people that were good friends. Well, this, in okay. Disney's opinion, there were facts exchanged over a series of months, and the LA Times chose to create a biased narrative, a predetermined narrative of those facts. That's what Disney in their, in their oh, statement yes, yes. Yeah, th so that, that's, uh, argues. That's where the story got weird is that Disney actually released a statement saying, this is why we're dicks. Disney said, we, we took the time to share facts with the reporter who mm. Daniel Miller, he does work in film industry for LA Times. That's his, his meat and potatoes with them. So that, that Disney would come back and say, well, if your film industry writer is going to be banned from from screenings, I, I get why that was the reaction. That, I mean, no, sorry, I don't. I mean, I don't sympathize with it, but I get mm -hmm. that's why their their reaction was that. Um, but yeah, a Disney sort of sided with Orange County Register, who described it as a hit piece Which, because yeah. they felt like they were being targeted, that the facts were sort of being manipulated to present them in a certain light. I agree with kind of what you guys have been saying, where it did actually present some pretty positive things about Disney. It was even handed and kind of said, you know, well. Disney, ben it's a mutually beneficial relationship and Disney sort of upholds mm. their end of the bargain by taking some of the, the, or alleviating the city in terms of like what they need to provide to infrastructure for the resort in right. terms of well, this, this know, line workers, is from This is from the article. Disney has also taken steps to unurban or unburden Anaheim since 1992. The company has paid the city for police service at its resort property and has done the same for fire and paramedic service since 2000. Those contracts now generate more than $10 million a year for the city. Mm -hmm. it's an, that doesn't sound like a hit piece to well, me. Well, it's unfortunate that you would think mm -hmm. that 
something like Disney, something so large that attempts to be so PC in a lot of different places would react defensively because that's what it seems like they did. Mm-hmm. They reacted defensively. They they saw someone write an article about how much they're contributing with a question mark at the end saying, is this enough? Mm-hmm. And they got defensive because I'm sure to them, they're like, but look at all this stuff we've paid into it. Anaheim would be a nothing place if it weren't for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they got defensive about it. But then it also, the article also, through its facts and information and sharing, it paints a narrative that it's like, okay, uh, the the they've paid what was it, ten million dollars for their police and fire for their mm-hmm. own police and fire services. That's directly to Anaheim City employee salaries that mm-hmm. they're paying for. Mm-hmm. But then the article also contrasts that with the fact that a giant cement building that they constructed, even if it's half full, the parking deck, even if it's half full will generate $35 million a year. Uh So it's like, it's like, you know, it's the one thing where Disney's going, we're giving you a ton of money. And then someone goes, but a ton is nothing to you. Right. I think is, I think is kind of the two, what the two sides of the argument are. To play devil's advocate. I think Disney, Disney's problem that they, uh, they, you know, illustrated in their statement was that they felt like this was a contrived narrative that even before the reporter wrote this piece, they knew in their mind that they were going to paint Disney in this light mm-hmm. and say, is it questionable what Disney gives back to the city? Mm-hmm. And that and, and Disney had engaged in a month long you know, interview process with him, willingly providing him with facts and information. And they felt like maybe that information was skewed. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the intent before the there was the, the hypothesis was created saying mm-hmm. didn't, you know, and, and that was what was. Yeah. They came to that conclusion before they even had the facts and then shaped them to fit right. that narrative. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it's like well, are you going to be petty and ban reporters? Because that's, that's not really the correct response, that's, at least in my opinion. Yeah, that's where it gets a little weird um, moving forward recently with the LA Times. They were then banned and told, you're banned because of this. Uh, that sends a really scary message. And thankfully, um, a lot of people push back. Um, and I was actually, that was a very kind of a cool moment. This happened, what's today? Today's Tuesday, November 7th, when we recorded this. Just this morning, it was announced that multiple news outlets and the Los Angeles, I wrote this down. Film sorry. Critics Association, yeah, the, I believe. Uh, where did I put that? Yeah, the Los Angeles Film Critics Association said they would be omitting Disney from any sort of award consideration. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, almost within hours, Disney responded back uh, and sa- and lifted oh. the ban because they knew the the momentum yeah. was, was gaining and yep. Disney yeah. Disney is so smart mm-hmm. and I say that not because they're good like they're not a pure company and they're just good at being an American company mm-hmm. it's it's also funny to me that like when do people get upset it wasn't that Disney was funding political candidates to move the needle in their direction for the city of Anaheim that didn't bother anyone because no one knew. It's when some dude doesn't go get to see Star Wars early and pitches a fit on Twitter. <laughs> Blaine now, Gibson. I'm kidding. I'm so kidding. I, they we're so mean to him. I don't, I don't want to. I mean, I, I know I sound like jaded and like like that guy who's like, you know, you know, you shouldn't. Uh, why do you enjoy Christmas? You're not good all the year. Whatever. Who cares? Mm. I just like I think this stuff is good only in that you need to roll it back and figure out where the actual problems are mm-hmm. and the actual muscle that corporations have and it's all money um and the other thing is it's not evil but this is the system yeah and corporations, uh, and it when it be, when it gets visible is when it's a problem corporations often hide under their or behind their percentage and uh, as as 
the law grants them, you know, and, and the, the rights that they are given as, as an individual under law. That's so like always so bogus when you think about that with corporations. You're like, of course. You know, that, that they are treated in certain legal well, realms this way. Yeah. This video itself um, is some dude serenading a young girl in a Disney park. Yeah. That is creating You're image. Not allowed it, to bring all your it in there. takes <laughs> is David Simon, though, to stand up and say, hey, I'm throwing out my Disney screeners. Mm-hmm. F you guys. Whoa, David I'm, Simon. I'm not voting. And then, yeah. and then Disney's like, whoa, we yeah. love The Wire. Well, yeah. we're, we're big fans. <laughs> so I'm, I'm wondering if it's one of those things where Disney has, for years, decades, um, I mean, will be coming up on like a hundred years not too far from now they've been a very clean company very they've had a very family-friendly image uh is there just some like inherent evil that is lurking inside of disney where they like lauren said a couple bros out to drinks said fuck that guy and it got out and they forgot oh shit we're supposed to be clean <laughs> and every once in a while we gotta you know whip ourselves in the back and be me, like i'm sorry lord let me pose an image to you sure watchman ozymandias okay <laughs> he didn't think he was a bad guy all of his all of his objectives were working towards what he believed to be a good common goal for massive amount of people he didn't necessarily care what he stepped on along the way because those are just obstructions to him doing good things. I think Disney is a company that tries to push a like more progressive, welcoming uh, kind of like culture. Mm-hmm. There's diversity in a lot of their products and they, they don't really discriminate, which are good things. But at the same time, they're pro- like someone may be thinking, if we can get through this tax loophole, and we can ensure that we'll profit an extra $4 billion this year, think about how much more good agenda we can push through. Of course. You know? And that's how, like, the mindset works sometimes. And is that okay? I have no idea. That's when the morality the morality monitor is all over the place. Yeah. There isn't any, man. I, C- capitalism, your score is your revenue. Mm-hmm. And you have to beat everyone else who's playing the same game. But even if it isn't about the n- money number and it's about how many people they can reach, they still need money. Money is the fuel that helps you reach the people. Right. Yeah. So if they're counting the number of people they reach with goodness and positivity and family values and, and alternative living and, and happiness, but they still need to fuel it with money, they're gonna go and they're gonna fund those those packs and try and get their congressmen that they want in there, so mm-hmm. that way they can maintain control of those funds and make more funds so they can reach more people. Well, it's a weird thing. Well, it gets it gets into a weird situation too, where, like I said before, it's a giant corporation. There's a lot of different people, so we've lived through this with other companies where one one hand will do something. You're working with a lot of cool people, a lot of smart people. You're making a cool thing, but over on the other side. They're doing a really dumb fucking thing. And because you're a forward-facing person, they come to you and go, dude, what the fuck? I imagine, like, someone working at a Disney park. Someone comes up and go, why'd you ban that journalist? Like, I didn't, what? I didn't do nothing. My name's Steve. You want a pretzel? I was digging through some comments just through, like, different websites and, like, Reddit. And someone even put in this, like, it was almost like a a tear-jerking story about how their father passed away. And they they were using his his pass for the last time. Yeah, his annual pass. And they went on the wrong day because they looked at it as a blackout day. And the person who worked there said, they they told him the story. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, they're like, oh, no, right this way. They're like, what was your dad's favorite ride? And they got him to the front Aww. of the line of the ride. And you're just like, ah, ah what is this yeah. thing I'm feeling? Yeah. And it's because, like, Disney attracts those types of people. And, like, I've, I've met other Disney employees from different departments, from, like, different parts. They're some of the happiest people in the world. They're very. Because they have to be. They, well, I don't think they have to be. I think it just uh, yeah. Disney attracts it's that tracks, type of yeah. person. But for ever it, it's kind of like a, an inverse for every 100,000 very nice disney employees there's probably one a hole sure. making deals with 
you know, city employees trying I mean, to do this. I and think it, it's more than one. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but sure. I think it's it's the agenda. The yeah. the the ends justify the means. Mm-hmm. And for them, it's you know, it's it's kind of it's similar to the Walmart situation. Walmart is this massive conglomerate, and they they made generally there were arguments that come up, and they're like, listen, we hire people that no other place would hire. And then we give them jobs where they stand at the door and they just say hello. Mm-hmm. We're literally just giving away free money. And then you're like, but you're paying them nothing. Mm-hmm. And they're working shitty hours. Yeah. You know? And you're convincing so, them to get on public public subsidy programs so you don't have to pay their health insurance. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, but without us, they wouldn't. So it's like this weird, it's this weird thing where I see how you're trying to help, but sometimes you can't predict how much your help is going to hurt. Sure. I don't know. It's 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 weird. And then Disney also again. The big thing that Disney comes back to is how massive it is. Hmm. That the if something happened with Walmart like this, Walmart can't then ban a completely different media format from criticism, right? Right. So like hmm. the what happens in the Disney parks shouldn't have anything to do with a Marvel film, right? But it does, mm-hmm. and that's kind of scary. Just to do a quick rundown, um, we only went through a few of the things Disney owns. Yeah, because we were debating. Uh, Adam, you you were you were going to join in in solidarity. I was gonna I was gonna have a, a brief. There was a. This is how quickly this thing moved. This morning, I I saw that everyone was doing this, and not that we fucking matter. We're a small ripple in a giant pond of whatever journalists and actual esteemed professionals Disney doesn't give a fuck about us a wrinkle in time yeah. we are just a wrinkle in time hit Disney it. film if, coming up <laughs> it would do very nice standing with the reporters. but I, I, I had to, I had asked the room would you guys be okay not talking about Disney properties as to show a sign of you know um, what solidarity with other online groups that you won't stand for this sort of thing that you won't be bullied by a company not that like I said not that we matter but it just shows support. Amazingly, that would probably hurt us more than most Disney. likely. Well, yes. You also yeah. said, "Does anyone else feel like this is virtue signaling?" Yeah. yeah. And then, and we were like, "Well, well we could just do we, it, and not say it." Yeah. If we if we don't do it, if we just do it and we don't make a thing of it, mm. now what we're doing is we're calling out that we totally would have. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're not. It's because <laughs> we don't have to. We just version of all things. Well, because I, I immediately saw <laughs> we could the, still get to play Battlefront and feel good about ourselves. Well, I saw I saw the prototypical. YouTube thumbnail of the guy looking ashamed at the Disney logo crossed out and then the title why I'm not supporting Disney and you shouldn't either. Oh gosh. And then and I'm just like, ugh, like it's I hate myself. Rate. I hate hate going down this thing. But we were just running down some of the things that this would include. So there's Lucas, first yeah, of all. all of That's it. every Star Wars property and Willow. <laughs> the Willow Watch. Uh, I heard a gasp. I'm just not sure okay. from whom. I think it was Benson that was farting. A car. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that's Marvel, so that's the MCU. Marvel Puzzle Quest. Uh, oh, we're also talking about Star Wars Battlefront uh, earlier with Lucas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pixar, so the upcoming movie would have been Coco there. Um, is it called Coco? I think yeah, so. Yeah. Okay, looks cool. Um, and then uh, also Touchstone Pictures, yep. uh, for those who don't know. Disney owns them. That would have been the upcoming film Glass, Here. which is the sequel to um, Split. Unbreakable. Unbreakable oh, Split. And then uh, Bridge of Spies is like the last like big movie they put out. You have to boycott Bridge of Spies. I really please. wanted to Miramax. talk about it. I couldn't it. watch it for uh, an eighth time. ESPN? Oh, yeah. A- ABC or CBS? AB- ABC. Okay. Yeah. they And that's just some of the things they own. Mm. Um, it's a giant that we're aware of. All of yeah. our favorite <laughs> Maker YouTube channels. Do they still own Maker? I thought they got rid of Maker. They I don't know. disbanded Maker. I have not been keeping up on they, it. They, yeah, they merged it into another like I mean, yeah. interactive entertainment. You're not saying division. Avatar. Avatar. 
I don't think they own Avatar. Them. They're just licensing it for their park. Doesn't matter. Such an odd decision. It goes into the Disney the Disney coffers. To, to Fifteen years from now, when you're bringing your kid or nephew or whatever to Disney World, and you're like, "What the hell is this thing?" I go, "That's like, me." That's, the, that's it's me. It's your mom. <laughs> this whole <laughs> this whole conversation yeah. reminds me a lot of. And now that I, I live in California and I'm closer to Anaheim, I, I see these things come up in local politics, uh, where. Disney keeps raising the price of Disneyland tickets. Mm -hmm. And there are families that want to go and struggle to afford it. So every time they raise the price, there is the same conversation of, Disney, you make enough money. Um, and why would, you, why would you exclude lower income families from experiencing the Disney magic? And I can see both sides of that argument. From Disney's perspective, if you're at capacity, you need to raise ticket price. Mm. That's the only option. And raising ticket price, allows you to do things like build Star Wars land, build new resorts, build new parking structures, build new hotels, increase the capacity of the park. Mm. Uh, so more people can experience that magic. But yes, there is a cost to it because they can't give it away for free. So there is that weird, Ugh. that weird back and forth of Disney are rich enough. Can't you just do something nice? Yeah. But no theoretically, they are do some, doing something nice by creating a product that no one else can. Because like the difference between Disneyland and Magic Mountain is ridiculous. People smile at Disneyland, and they at least are really good at acting like they care. And it matters. If you have mm -hmm. ever been to Disneyland, it is a fundamentally more pleasant experience than any other it's park. Like the Trader Joe's of theme parks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. kind of. You a go to Universal Studios, they're just trying to burn you. They're always trying to, like... <laughs> yeah, they're getting you. you know, yeah, they're always... Yeah. Putting cigarettes like, out on I mean, your I, forehead I was stuff. 15 and a half when I worked at Magic Mountain, so I know the kind of people that work there. A lot of... Just six shitty, shitty kids. Yeah, six yeah. flags. It was, it was bad. Um, <laughs> That's so, what John Favreau looks like now. What? Didn't... Uh, no. Why would John Favreau be talking John about? John Landau. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> I saw AU and I was like, oh, there he is. So uh, just to, to quickly wrap up this story uh, so that we can get to our Airbud check-in. Uh, Did you so, ever settle if that was actually Disney-owned all the way back or not? What? Airbud. Is that a Disney property? Originally, yes. I believe it was a Touchstone picture or a Disney thing. We'll, we'll get We've that made our piece. I was afraid that we would have to boycott <laughs> the Airbud check-in. <laughs> But uh, thankfully, it will live on. So um, some say that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Some when Disney heard that there were mutterings that Bud Watch, Watch Bud Watch would, would go from cancel. Yeah. So uh, Disney once again is back down. They issued this statement: We've had productive discussions with the newly installed leadership of the Los Angeles Times regarding our specific concerns, and as a result, we've agreed to restore access to advanced screenings to the film critics. Why so, did they say that? Newly installed leadership. I don't know. That that was odd. I was like, did they like? Pull an assassination and put in like a, a Mickey loving uh, manager over at LA Times. Yeah, there's a new speed bump in the hmm. dollar a year parking lot. Yeah. Guess who's under it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm just playing with you, Disney. <laughs> I love your parks. Regardless, um, it, it always blows my mind how big of a company Disney is and how quickly and how nimble they can be sometimes, where uh, companies a fraction of their size could not be that quick. It, it's uh, kind of crazy, but I would say good on them, Well, at least the, for trying. So yeah. having, having talked to people that work at Disney, there are a few things that will make that company move and move fast than a public image problem. Mm. And, I mean, Maker caused a few of, that, few of those for them. And when, when, it's, when like, people are starting to band together against Disney, they will squash that and they'll throw money at it. So this was a pretty diplomatic solution. I don't know if, I don't know if money was involved, but, yeah, there's... It does seem like a big lumbering entity of a company, but the reason it's been around for so long is because they value PR and image, hmm. and they're, they they'll they'll belly flop on any image as fast as they can. Well, that's uh, that's it for the the Disney story. And speaking of money, <laughs> we want to save you money thirty percent. That is 
thirty percent of money. Nice. That's a good one. I'm good. You go to the M O N and part of the E. This episode of Film House is brought to you by Blue Apron, the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Blue Apron's on a mission to make incredible home cooking accessible for everyone. Everyone sitting in this room right now, I believe. Uh, other than Benson has cooked their meal using Blue Apron. We're all big fans here. He's eaten some. Has he? Mm-hmm. Blue Apron? You're feeding your dog amazing he meals. From delicious Blue meals. Apron, yes. from Blue? Okay. He's like, did you make this with uh. provided ingredients? <laughs> uh, Blue Apron has a positive impact on the community. Blue Apron has established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States. And as a result, the food tastes good. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, as simple as it sounds. Uh, they send you some really good ingredients, and the meats tend to be better than the stuff you get at the store. That's just me talking. It's premium stuff. Uh, there's a positive impact on the household. Cooking together is a great way to be together. Do you guys cook together? I, I ask you this every time. It builds strong Same bonds way? when we cook together. Or do you sometimes, sometimes do all the Sometimes work. she'll go into the kitchen while I'm trying to cook, and then Benson comes in, and we don't have a very large kitchen, so mm-hmm. we trip over each like other. and then it just, China so, And then eventually it's just plates being thrown at each other. <laughs> Those, but it isn't until we get that hot plate of Blue Apron out that things resolve. There have been moments where like I'll do all the prep like mm-hmm. chopping all the vegetables and stuff. James comes in and then he'll cook the rest. Yeah. We do this sometimes stuff. Sometimes like she well, sits on my head. She pulls my hair. The the ing- <laughs> the uh, the cooking instructions are very easy. They give you these printout cards. And there's always the prep section, which I feel like anyone can do, and it's actually always really good practice uh, for any future cooking you want to do in your lives. Well, it is sort of like taking a uh, do-it-yourself cooking class, which is a big reason why I like Blue Apron, and I feel like I have gotten better as a cook. Anyway, there's some upcoming meals that I think you guys should check out. There's the crispy wild Alaskan. Pollock and garlic mashed potatoes with roasted bar- bar- broccoli. Broccoli, not barley. He's not there. And also comes with some tartar sauce. Uh, here's some more if you guys want to read about those on the top. Uh, we got seared steaks and garlic butter with oven fries and romaine salad. Yeah, my garlic butter. How about some cheesy broccoli baked pasta with crispy thyme breadcrumbs? Sounds like a little vegetarian spice on you. How about some roasted chicken and fall vegetables <laughs> with cranberry and ginger compote? Cranberry. That's the best kind of berry. <laughs> you got my vote. And uh, the ordering is also, uh, the picking the meals is pretty simple. They give you a lot to choose from from every week. I was recently out of the office. I was able to put my orders on hold. Uh, very easy to do. And I started right back up getting my new shipment, I believe, today, which is actually pretty nice. Thank you. Yes, clap for Good me. Job. Hero. Clap for me. I am great. Anyway, uh, so please check out this week's menu and get 30%, or sorry, get $30 off of your first order with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash filmhouse. That's F-I-L-M. H-A-U-S. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So do not wait. That is BlueApron.com slash Filmhouse. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. So thank you for all that fun stuff. Let's do our Airbud check-in. Where are my boys at? All right, boys, uh, please forgive me for neglecting you last week. How's the uh, the Airbud check-in? How's the Airbud life treating last, you? Last week, you've been gone for... Three, four episodes? Something like that. Yeah, you're missing out. Do you even know what we're doing here? Not really. I wasn't watching while I was gone. <laughs> so, uh, what, which uh, which episode, which movie are we on now? All right, so this is uh, this is Funhouse Presents Bud House, Best Buds Bud Watch, episode five. Thank you. Uh, it's called... I've uh, totally seen this one. Sure he has. It's called Air Bud Spikes Back. Mm-hmm. And uh, take a quick guess, Adam, what the sport is in this uh, I'm going to guess volleyball, because it involves it. spiking. This is not a trailer. It's not. It's and they not. dropped the dog puns. It's now Star Wars puns for the rest of yeah. the series. So this is kind of a bittersweet uh, entry in the series because this is the last of the original continuity mm-hmm. before the soft reboot of the Air Buddies series. 
Uh, so there's no the the protagonist original's gone. It's mostly new actors. This stupid dumb toddler who can't act. Yeah, I don't remember that. Though. That's a different Air Bud. Yeah, they. It, yeah, it is a different Air Bud. Are they required to kill him after everyone? I yeah, I'm think, pretty sure. I yeah. think Labs only live for about two and a half years. Yeah. Uh, um, so in this one, uh, he. Uh, the sister's best friend moves away, mm-hmm. and uh, this is volleyball, by the way. It gets to volleyball eventually. <laughs> um, and uh, Airbud's got to help her through that transition, and mm-hmm. she meets a a really cool, like uh, shaggy-haired skater dude that moved from California. Mm-hmm. He comes into town. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, part. and so uh, and so Airbud helps her learn volleyball, so she can hang out with the boy and uh, go visit her friend in California. Okay. Um, I think uh, meta-wise, this is the genesis of completely sapient animals they aren't just sentient Mm -hmm. they are sapient they They have intelligence they start to take on human-like traits yes there is a parrot a wise cracking parrot Mm -hmm. that uh is basically a human stuck in a bird's body yeah but he can read clocks he can understand when the bird is no longer being held hostage and you've been missing out and the villains adam we've had we've had uh, what mad scientists, geneticists, mm-hmm. yep. clowns, Cl- uh, abusive clowns, mm-hmm. Russian spies. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think we had what was the other one we had in there? It like was just illegal dog breeders. So yeah. these are these are bumbling uh, jewel thieves. They need to steal the the jewel of eternity from the local museum. Right. Where yeah. does, how does Airbud? Oh, that's come in. the best part. Yeah. They they kidnap the bird so that the bird can call Airbud so that Airbud can sneak through the vents. And steal the diamond. But why volleyball? Uh, they needed a sport. Okay. And they're running out. That is all I want to know. Yeah. Uh, be sure to tune to next week when we move on to the next chapter of the Air Bud universe, cinematic universe. What's it? What's the Air, Air Buddies. Air Buddies. Dear God. Uh, well, thank you, gentlemen, for coming. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate you making the trek over here. It, yeah. means, it means a lot to me. And Go thank Disney. you. Yeah, hey Disney, thanks for making sure we don't have to boycott Airbud. That's um that's really good. Bye. Cool. Thank you so much, uh, everyone for listening and watching. Thank you to all my guests today. Thank you, Blue Apron, for sponsoring this podcast. We'll see you next time. Oh. Until then, stay buddy. Ah.